welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is December the 4th, and I'm with Scott Patty for a Words of Grace podcast. Good afternoon, Justin. Good afternoon. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Nice, uh, crisp December day outside. Mm -hmm. Sun's out. That's right. What a beautiful weekend, though, with all that rain. Oh, yes. We needed rain. That's why it was beautiful. Yeah, right. That's right. I didn't have any sense of complaining about it. (laughs) Not that that matters. It's the weather. Why complain? It is what it is. But uh, it was was good. We got some rain. Beautiful day. Great day yesterday at Grace. Yeah. So we had a lot going on. Talk about that. We had a lot. We had our children's choir yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was the first Sunday of Advent, uh, which is the um, people getting ready for the the birth of Jesus, the coming of Jesus, the celebration of Christmas in the church often. Uh, many churches do that. It's called Advent, mm-hmm. the, the coming, the appearing, That's uh, right. the revealing of Christ. So yesterday was the first Sunday of mm-hmm. that. And um, I don't know if we always do the children on the first Sunday or not, but we always have yeah. the children sing. Traditionally, we do uh, in December. Yeah. And so, yeah, the children's choir, a children's choir that, that came together for that very purpose sang three songs to open up the service yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. And then we had uh, the Lord's Supper yesterday. Yeah. Started Isaiah 40 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. And then you, and then we had the family Advent night on Saturday. That's right. Which, so we had a lot of families and kids up here, and mm-hmm. Jason said that was wonderful. Yeah, they... Um, yeah, it is wonderful. They go from, like, their stations set up mm-hmm. in the chapel and throughout the gathering hall. And the families do these projects together <clears throat> that are all about pointing to the way, pointing to Christ, mm-hmm. uh, pointing to the birth of Jesus, yeah. preparing the way. Yeah. So it's really creative, and mm-hmm. it was a good, good, good evening. And then we had yesterday. So. Yeah. Well, great. Well, let's start off uh, by talking about Isaiah 40. So if you will, give us a little bit of an overview, um, you know, maybe of the whole chapter, because you kind of talked about it a little bit on mm-hmm. Sunday, but also just this particular sermon. We focused on the first eight verses uh, of Isaiah 40 on Sunday. Yeah. Once again, I would encourage people to go and listen to the sermon if they didn't, if they weren't able to be with us yesterday, because I set up the, the historical context, and yeah. you've you got you to gotta get that. You know, it's, it's just... It's hard, I know, it's difficult, or maybe just not hard, but it can be challenging. But there are some good resources, and I tried to bring in enough yesterday to, to put the context, put Isaiah 40 in its context, so that we're not just not picking up a, a prophecy, a, a, a poetic uh, statement about something and, and kind of making up what it means or not understanding mm-hmm. really what's going on in the text because we don't understand the history of it. So I really encourage people to go back and listen to it. But for, for just this, in just a few seconds here, yeah. Isaiah 40 is a prophecy where mm-hmm. the prophet Isaiah in his day, which is over a hundred years before the events of Isaiah 40, he, he's, he's prophesying them a hundred years earlier of the return of the people of Judah and Jerusalem who went into exile mm-hmm. in Babylon. He is prophesying their return. Mm-hmm. And then it kicks off the second half of the book of Isaiah the first half being in Isaiah's day as he's prophesying about the coming judgment, and there's other things there, but that's mm-hmm. generally what's happening. The second half, starting in verse 40, he's saying, the Lord hasn't forgotten you in your exile. So he's looking ahead 100, over 100 years later, 
and he's saying God will God will show his glory. Mm-hmm. And and so it's a it's a chapter of comfort. Right. And that's how it starts. It yeah. starts with comfort, comfort my people. Yeah. Says the Lord. And again, you have to listen to the sermon to mm-hmm. get all of the comfort that is in there. But it starts a beautiful chapter that is full of God's grace and forgiveness of sin, of God's power, mm-hmm. of God's deliverance of his people of the incomparable nature of God. Uh, no idol could compare. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives him any counsel. He's he's wise in, in and of himself. And so it's all these big, huge statements. And then mm-hmm. when we get to the end, he says, now this, this God of power is incomparable God, this God who delivers. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's going to, if you wait upon him, you trust in him and he'll renew your strength. So it's also a chapter of renewal. Yeah. Yeah, I was struggling when I was putting together last week's sermon, the kind of the kickoff into four weeks of Isaiah 40. I was like, okay, what what's the main theme going to be? Like even mm-hmm. even titling it, you know, it's like, what's the main thing? And there's a lot of ways you can look at it. Behold your God is a title you could write over right. this whole chapter. Yeah. Comfort is a comfort my people is a is a title that you could write over the whole mm-hmm. chapter. Um, and another one is renewal, and that's the one I'm going to. Sp- talk a lot about is yeah. renewal because it begins uh, chapter 40 begins with the announcement of forgiveness yeah uh, a renewed and restored relationship with God and then at the end it says you your strength will be renewed yeah as you now walk in the ways of God so renewal all right yeah. I've said a lot I'm, yeah. I can, I'm starting to preach again I know it's good I can't help it that's good well there's a couple of um, statements that you made in the sermon that I would love for you to amplify a little more for okay. us because I thought they were really helpful for me, and, and maybe you could speak to these a little bit more. The first one came in those first two verses, where specifically where Isaiah is talking about the pardoning of sin. Okay, let me read them. He says, Comfort, comfort my people, mm-hmm. says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Cry out to her that her warfare has ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, yep. that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Good. Okay. So that pardoning of sin, and when you were talking about the pardoning of sin, you talked about the importance of us, his people, to understand the depths of our sin. And yeah. and you were saying that sometimes maybe we don't really understand the depths of God's grace and goodness because mm-hmm. we really don't understand the depths of our sin. Mm-hmm. Could you amplify that a little? I thought that was good. You even said, I think sometimes we yawn at the grace of God because mm-hmm. we don't understand the depths of our sin. Mm-hmm. So could you amplify that a little? Why is that important? Why is that helpful? Mm-hmm. Kind of amplify that a little bit. Okay. Um you know, you and I were talking, I think on this podcast a mm-hmm. month or so ago about missions month mm-hmm. here. And you also we also yeah. put it in the missions brochure that the real problem, our real problem is sin and our real need is is forgiveness and salvation and reconciliation mm-hmm. to God. So if you don't start there, what is the real problem? What like, mm-hmm. like why is there the need for Christ? Right. Like what is grace all about? Um, why can't we just assume that everything is okay between humans and God? What's the real problem? Mm-hmm. If you misdiagnose the real problem, then you don't understand the real solution. Right. And then you don't have an appreciation for the real solution. So if you misdiagnose the fundamental human problem as a lack of knowledge, then your solution would be, Education. Yeah. If you um, if you misdiagnose the fundamental human problem mm-hmm. as um, 
um, the need for healing, like the, like a disease, mm-hmm. then then again the the solution would be some kind of a of a, a healing or some kind of a medical uh, solution. Well, those aren't the problem. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the 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 pro it, it if you misdiagnose the problem as we just need to um, pay attention to our inherent goodness and morality. So the fundamental problem is we don't think high, highly enough about ourselves and what we already possess. If you, if you say that's it, that's a misdiagnosis, but if you say that, then the solution is let's just have a better esteem of ourselves. Yeah. Let's just be, become better versions of ourselves that we already are. Mm-hmm. And so then when something comes along like um, Isaiah 53 and a suffering servant and one who was crushed for our iniquities, uh, you, you just don't understand it. Yeah. You can't trust it. You don't, it's like, what does that mean? I mean, how does that, why is that helpful? It's almost an offense. Yeah. But if we understand the fundamental problem as being humans are in rebellion against God, yeah. it, I know that cuts across the grain. I know it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's tough to hear. Yeah. Um, but it's, an, it's, it's necessary if we're going to ever appreciate God's grace mm-hmm. and if we're going to cling to it. You know, if we're going to throw ourselves as, as His mercy, if we're going to live a life of genuine gratitude to God mm-hmm. for saving us, um, then we have to we have to diagnose the problem, and the problem mm-hmm. is iniquity, yeah, sin, and that's why Isaiah says it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord has has pardoned your iniquity. Yeah, you received double for your sins, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I hear you saying it it relates to even missions to some degree, because as we understand the fundamental problem in the world, we kind of understand what we're doing. Right. But Mm -hmm. also to understand if that's the fundamental problem, then we know our fundamental need. Yeah. It 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 relates to everything. Mm -hmm. Life is again, the Christian life is not lived as an attempt to be a better version of myself. Un, my unconverted, unforgiven uh, self. Mm-hmm. Th- that again, that assumes the problem is not really, you know, with something inherent in me. It's just I just need I need a better education. I need to know more. I need to affirm more. I need to find a goal. I need to you know, and that's not that's that's not the fundamental problem. There's nothing wrong with having a goal, right, 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 uh, in life, and there's nothing wrong with being a moral person. That's just not the, that's not the fundamental issue. Yeah. The yeah. fundamental issue is sin against God, rebellion yeah. against God. Yeah. Self-lordship. Yeah. Going our own way. Yeah. There's a way that seems right in a man. Yeah. The end of that way is death. And 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 we go that way. Yeah. So the question speaking putting that in the context of renewal, mm-hmm. if if you you know the question is why why is my spiritual life so lacking? You know why? Why is there no passion? No, you know why is there no, no, no energy? It, it could be because we don't understand grace. Why don't we understand grace? Because we don't understand sin. Yeah. We don't understand the depths of yeah. sin and the deeper grace that delivered us from our sin yeah. through Christ. Yeah, I don't know if this relates, Scott, but I think when I was a young believer, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to look to the older men of faith. You know, because I was being discipled by men in our church, mm-hmm. men and women too, but men were discipling me at the time. So I was like, okay, so I wonder if I get to know these men more, they finally get to a place where, like, sin doesn't seem so bad anymore. Like, they've, they've arrived, but it was like the more they got to know God, the deeper their sin went. Like, it wasn't the like— they understood it, yeah. Yeah, and like, 
even the little nuances like, oh man, they could still see in their heart, like, man, I am wicked. Mm -hmm. Like I, that just like the more they lived their Christian life, it's like the more beautiful God became and the deeper their sin became. And that's the point. The the point is the more beautiful God and grace and the cross Mm -hmm. becomes that that's the point. Yeah. The, the point is not for people to walk around just feeling bad about themselves. Right. Th- that, that's not what, what we're mm-hmm. saying here. We're talking about not how people feel. We're talking about our reality. Mm-hmm. We are sinners separated from God. Yeah. And the point is that Christ died for our sins. That's our comfort in this mm-hmm. life. That Christ died for our sins and redeemed us and we belong to him. Mm-hmm. And so... We just have to, you know, renewal. I was going to talk about renewal. Uh, how do I get renewed? You know, how do I renew my faith? How, what is spiritual renewal? Mm-hmm. It, it's not a, a new experience of, yeah. you know, whatever religious uh, excitement or enthusiasm. That You don't just go find it. You know, renewal comes purely mm-hmm. by faith, yeah. by, by, by grace and faith, just mm-hmm. realizing that God has saved us from our sin. Yeah. And, and we are renewed in the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep pounding yeah. on that. I'm going to keep pounding on it. Yeah. Because every time we think that renewal comes through some experience, some novel spirituality, yeah. um, you know, some, some uh, newly discovered truth, mm-hmm. some emphasis uh, that we need to give ourselves to, some movement out there, we are going to go wrong. We're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Renewal, spirit, genuine spiritual renewal that leads to life, that's really life, comes when we understand, first and foremost, that God, by pure grace in Jesus Christ, has delivered us from a real problem. Mm-hmm. And that problem is sin and separation from Him and death. And therein lies the, the, the starting point of right. any kind of spiritual mm-hmm. renewal uh, yeah. that, that matters. Yeah. It's, this, it's what's in Isaiah 40. I think it's this idea of beholding our God. Yeah. You know, the more we behold Him, the more we really understand the depths of our sin mm-hmm. and His greatness. The, the other question I had or comment was coming from verses 3 through 5. Mm-hmm. So as you kind of go along in Isaiah 40, he's starting to talk about the glory of God, and he's he's referencing these physical places mm-hmm. in verses 3 through 5. And they you mentioned it. They are these kind of barren places, yeah, yeah. but yet God's renewal and glory shows up there. How is that helpful to us, specifically when we think about missions? How can that relate to—can it relate to missions? And if so, how can it? Okay. Well, again, let's think about the context. Yeah. Uh, it's verses three through five, and this is the passage that Isaiah in Isaiah that is used in the New Testament to mm-hmm. speak of the ministry of John the Baptist, right? Who was the last Old Testament prophet? Even though we call him an old, we call him an Old Testament prophet, even though he was in the New Testament because the New Testament hadn't been written right. when he came along preaching just prior to Christ. He, he was a contemporary, he's a cousin and a contemporary of of Jesus, right? And so he's preaching about Jesus, and he's he's and the the Isaiah passage that says, um, "In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord; make straight the desert, the highway for our God." 
The valley will be lifted up, the mountain be made low, the uneven ground shall become level, the rough places of plain, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, all flesh shall see it together. So uh, that, that, in the context, that is Isaiah saying that you can picture, can't you, mm-hmm. the, the pathway from exile in Babylon back to Jerusalem and God making a way. Mm-hmm. All right, and 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 the and the the glory of the Lord or, or the voice preparing for that glorious return. Mm-hmm. Prepare the way. Don't yeah. let anything mm-hmm. hinder the return of God's people. The glory of God being revealed through the deliverance of His people. Mm-hmm. John the Baptist is that prophet right. saying the same thing about the coming of Jesus, which is the ultimate fulfillment of God's glory. Mm-hmm. And John the Baptist is preaching and saying, "Prepare the way. Mm-hmm. Christ is here. The Messiah has come. Mm-hmm. Prepare yourself." So yeah, he uses Isaiah uses these natural this natural imagery of a wilderness, mm-hmm. a desert, a valley, mm-hmm. a mountain, yeah. uneven uneven ground. And the point is that there is no obstacle to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. There there will be no obstacle to God saving his people. Mm-hmm. And that you know the darkest most barren place is still a place where God says, I'm going to show up with my glory mm. and I'm going to deliver my people. Mm-hmm. So missions, you know, first of all, we understand mm-hmm. that, that, that this is what God did in Isaiah's day and this was the coming of Jesus. Right. But in a sense, it's also continuing to happen because every barren, spiritually barren place mm. that we think God's not there, there's no way there, there's no mm-hmm. path forward there. Yeah. No, God, God's glory if God has decreed that his glory is there, it will be there. There is no, quote, God-forsaken place hmm. where God chooses to show up. Yeah. And, and we take the gospel to every place because in the most barren, dark places, uh, the word of God is powerful yeah. to, to, to do its work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that, I, I like that because I think when I heard that, that gave, you know, I've got some relationships in my life that, who I'm like, God, how are you going to work? Mm-hmm. And I think it was good to hear that. I was like, God can work in the darkest places mm-hmm. and trust that. And barrenness. And barrenness. And he can show up. And so it gives us hope. And I like that because it ties like, to the last application you, you said at the very end of the sermon. You said, find your voice. Yeah. So it's like when I heard that, I went back to this and said, okay, I need to be, my voice is seeking out in prayer for these places, yeah. knowing that God can work. Yeah. And that, that was very helpful. You know, this is a calling for the church. Mm-hmm. We must find our voice, and we can't lose our voice for the gospel. Mm-hmm. If you read Isaiah 40, mm-hmm. listen to the language here. He says, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. A couple of verses later, a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the Lord. A couple of verses later, a voice says, cry, I say, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, but the word of the Lord stands forever going where we're going to be on Sunday. Go up on a high mountain, O Zion. Herald the good news. Mm. Mm. How, you know, the voice saying, speak it. Yeah. Proclaim it. Yeah. Proclaim the glory of God. Proclaim the cross of Christ. Proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Find your voice, church, mm-hmm. and use it. Mm-hmm. And use it well. Yeah. And so, so, so many layers in this chapter. Yes, uh, we could spend so much time here yeah. because we see there's a message to God's suffering people in exile. There's a message to people who have yet to be brought into the light. There's a message to those who are walking with God uh, to, to proclaim it 
there's a there's, there's messages all in there. Yeah. Well, great sermon on Sunday. We'll be back in 40, and we're going to be in the what verses are Ver, we? Verses nine through eleven. Good. And uh, we're going to we're going to talk about the, the Christ. Yeah. Christ, the the ruling, conquering, uh, powerful, and mm. also tender shepherd. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you said in the words of grace that you sent out on Friday, encourage people to read 40. Yeah. Let that be an Advent chapter. You go back over and over and yeah. over again. So yeah. thank you again, and we'll be back in 40 on Sunday. All right. All right.